Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with Paul, Joe and myself, David. This is the Live Killers episode. Um, aye, Live Killers, what a name for a live album, eh? Belter. So <laughs> <laughs> right, it feels like I've asked you this before, you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> with a few technical problems, so we're just going to fess up here. So I'm asking the same question again. So it's, it's a bit stale this time, but there you go. <laughs> um, so we're going to discuss Live Killers in detail. Um, the only true real live album, if you will, of the 70s for Queen, it was a first live album because um, there was only two... two live albums for Queen and it was Life Killers and Life Magic, you know, that was actually out um, during the period they were recording their 14 albums. So, um, aye, but so we'll get into, into talking about the album itself and uh, and how we think it sits. Again, if you like what we're doing, please leave us a review and uh, whenever you get your podcast, if it's Apple, Apple Podcasts or whatever, and uh, as Joe rightly said before, please Make sure that you let us know if you leave a wee review because we'd like to check out um, and feel good about ourselves and, you know, just inflate our egos a wee bit. And, mm-hmm. So, yeah. As usual, big shout out to the Deep Dive Podcast Network, Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Skinner Reconsidered, and Magicians Podcast, which is a Uriah Heat podcast. And finally, T-Bone Mathley himself, you know, the governor. So please go and check out any of those podcasts if you're into any of those bands or even just slightly curious about any of those bands because these guys do really, really cool stuff. Um, so yeah, go and check them out. And uh, hi, so let's crack on. Let's talk about this album. So Queen's first live album, it was released in 1979 and it was produced by the band themselves. So a double vinyl effort and it's taken in songs from their first seven albums. So this was recorded in various venues on our European tour from January to March 1979. So, um, yeah, that's it's pretty much, a, I guess, a bit of a collection of live tracks that make up the album as well. Some people would argue, is it really a live album because you're pulling songs from the... Well, it's still a live album. It's still a representation of Queen live at that point. So I would say it absolutely still is a live album um, in the truest sense. So... I I don't think I don't know what you think, Jets, but I don't think there's too many. I certainly don't think there's much evidence of any overdubs on this. Um, no, I don't no. think there's any because you can hear can hear no. a lot of wee mistakes, and it's yeah. probably the most honest live album by a major band ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because definitely more than Thin Lizzy. Anyway, that's a yeah, fun. live and dangerous. Aye. You know, be done in the studio. Um, yeah. you know, Unleashed in the East, you know, Judas Priest, yeah. same thing, you know, uh, Live Evil by Sabbath, same, you know, uh, I could go on, um, but this, this <laughs> is very, very honest, it's like, you know, yeah. just straight off the soundboard, you know. The, I'll the say Live things. After Death, i give it that, that it's probably... Yeah, that's yeah, 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 Live After Death, death is pretty high. Yeah, um, so I'd that. say that's probably along the same, the same lines, just being kind of just a band as they were, kind of thing. Um... But I didn't know Live Evil. Was Live Evil kind of touched up a wee bit as well, Paul? I didn't realise. Is that... I've not read about that being kind of touched up the studio. Did I actually get um, it? I think, there, I think there was some guitar overdubs. And ah, stuff. okay. And, right. Yeah. Right. And, and certainly, obviously, that was just the story of the deal leaving, you know. They were, yeah. I were uh, mixing it and stuff. And a theory with the mix, yeah. Put, ah, put the vocals true. up and then, you know. Uh, ah. 
Maybe Ryan uh, can keep us right if he's listening to this, you know, and maybe let us know if that, that is the case. Uh, Sabbath uh, expert, so. Um, but no, no, I think it is. Uh, it's a very, as Paul, Paul rightly said, I'd say it's a, it's a very light, very honest live album um, as a real representation of Queen at the time. And we'll discuss that um, and how, how that is, how Queen actually were, what shape they were in at that time. Reviews, it's kind of, it's kind of strange because... Uh, you know what, we, we sometimes talk about reviews, sometimes we don't, um, but I think even the review that David Frick did of this in The Rolling Stone in 1979 is it's kind of bizarre because he, 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 lay, he lays into the band for the fact that, you know, kids will be paying 8 or $9 to buy this album and um, it's not completely live because the section of Bohemian Rhapsody is recorded in the planet. That's how, see, that's, that's how seriously petty Rolling Stone Fickle. were about Queen. You know, aye, David Fickle, aye, maybe. Aye. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, so, aye, and, and, and I guess that's, that's, that's how it looks like one of the Ramones. Ramones, aye, aye, aye he's got the glasses aye. and the kind of, aye. Yeah, aye. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what he feels about Queen now, you know, because I know, he, I think he recently picked Brian May as one of the best rock guitarist all the time and stuff so oh who knows, right you know. right i know who you're talking about. that's he's, a guy who looks used, like a skeleton with hair aye aye that's no, the one aye. and he's usually aye. he's usually okay gives a cross okay he's on quite a lot of the classic albums and he's on the floyd one definitely i, know aye, I think he's the, the maiden one the number of the beast one as well i think he's on that and aye, he's, he's on quite a lot of them so you do see him about uh quite a bit i, I wouldn't but, expect him to come away with something like that he's usually Ah, it seems quite accurate measure. But again, you're, you're talking about a guy. This was forty. He was young, was young when he done it. Ah, he was young when he done it. So, so you know, he might have might have a different outlook outlook now on on the situation. But it's just interesting how, you know, how again just with the critics they were, and the one thing I, I don't know, um, I don't know about you, but um, the the one thing doing this podcast is you you do you know I've learned a lot more about Queen and um, certainly more about how they were perceived, um, I suppose, mm. you know, through doing this. And the one thing that's, that seems to be the overriding thing, especially with the Rolling Stone, is this fascist band thing. And it's so bizarre, man, because you've got, um, they, they talk about We Will Rock You as an Aryan call and all this, and, <laughs> and let, let me entertain you. It's just, it's not, it's not a, it's, it's a demand and a command to the audience. And you're like, fuck off, man. I'm just going to right. say fuck off constantly all the way through this. <laughs> I probably will, mate. But I'm thinking you'll probably be the same. So if you if you were promised, right, you were promised when you got a ticket to see a, a gig that the band were promising to rock you and they were promising to entertain you, would you know be like, right, sound, I'll pay cool. my money, yeah. you know, cool, Aye. let's go. You it's know, not like, it's, it's, like you're, you're not like you're, it's not like you're walking into a screwdriver gig. Exactly, man. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's like exactly. C.K.O. and White Power, you know? What the fuck exactly, is it? Exactly, man. It's, the, guy, the guy that sings is fucking Africa. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's a quaint, it's, it's, it's sort of a quaint, um, you know, like confidence and, and belief in yourself. With, with fascism. With fascism. It's just, that's the two fucking is, different so, things, you know. So, I, I, well, there, there, there's, not even a, there's not even a correlation at all. It's like, so if you're confident, you're... you're you know, you're a fascist. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're cocky. You know, I mean, I mean, you can accuse all these things. Them, they were cocky, like over, over. I say that in your reviews. I mean, nobody they think because nobody would argue that Queen weren't full of themselves and then you're know, thinking they were the best. 
But geez, I mean, come on. And this, think, this goes on for a while. This goes on into reviews way into the 80s. This, you know, it gets talked about in Radio Gaga, you know, this, this you know, um, Uber Alice kind of situation, you know. It's, it's so, I just don't fucking get it. You know, it's it just so bloody man. weird, you know. Um, and this I think, is, there you go. This is the, sorry, Joe. No, I just say, uh, no, I just say, I think it's, it's obviously been something that somebody said and other journals have just ran with it because... I, I think that's a bit of that, Joe, to be fair. Because um, they all seem to be Rolling Stone. Uh, um, and, 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 and why, uh, you know, I may be wrong here, but uh, are they saying the same thing about Pink Floyd? I mean, Pink uh, Floyd, I mean, mm-hmm. Pink Floyd weren't fascist, but it could look like they were fascist, especially, especially in, in the whole time. So, you know, they, maybe the they were. The ball aye. where you know they, they literally dress up as fascists. Aye, aye, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying by the way I'm not saying Pink Floyd were fascists, no, but I'm saying not. but how could you draw a comparison? You could just say Queen were, were uh, you know emanating some sort of fascist uh, vibe, but obviously yeah. Pink Floyd aren't, and uh, you know, mm. but yeah, clearly the wall was a you know you know taking into consideration they were dressed as like you know when yeah using imagery imagery exactly hammers and stuff that's fucking bizarre man Uh, and it's it's i mean i don't know what they're expecting they're expecting queen to come out and just look at their look at their feet and just you know know, i don't you know don't 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 be confident don't you know don't be a showman don't i think that was a I think it is well. I was going to say it was probably because of the whole punk thing, and you know, you know, it was became it became the anti, you know, the anti rock star, you know, which is bullshit in itself. Because if you look at somebody like Johnny Rotten and Sid Vicious and stuff like that, they were every bit as much a rock star, rock star as, yeah, as, yeah. as somebody like Freddie Mercury was. Was yeah. you know what I mean? In the sense of trying to be iconic, you know what I mean? Trying to be yeah, striking and stuff like that. But they were Absolutely. painting it, painting it into a picture of they were the anti rock star, which is total fucking bullshit. You know, but yeah. but I think but I think that fascist thing comes from that way of thinking at the time when rock, like we spoke about in previous pods, mm-hmm. where it was like everybody that came from the, the late sixties, seventies in the rock world was then considered dinosaurs. So yeah. I think I, that's the only thing I can equate to to the reason why they would be having no, this. You're right, Joe. I mean, yeah, I think the. I think the zeitgeist thing is definitely has to be taken into consideration. You know, um, in 1979, and the the but I think the bizarre thing is, like I say, it carries on into the mid 80s and stuff. You're still mentioning this about Queen, you know, and it's, it's weird. But well, well let, let, here's a quote from right. I'm going to just read this because um, then we'll get into talking about the actual music here because I'm just <laughs> been talking about reviews for a wee while here, but. This was a review of the actual one of the actual gigs on the jazz tour. So I think, in fact, in fact, this was Madison Square Garden, a review of Mad, uh, Madison Square Garden gig um, on the on the tour. So Freddie Mercury, clad in Stormtrooper black, comes out swaggering, brandishing his microphone like a riding crop, while guitarist Brian May unleashes a Valkyrian ride of uh, ride of riff of power riffs. Valkyrian ride of power. So, so talking about obviously the ride of the Valkyries, uh, yeah, Wagner's, but uh, you know, uh, Hitler's favorite fucking composer. This is absolute assassination of mm-hmm. of Queen as people, and and you know, and and as we've discussed in the, the the landfill, and even in the you know the the general reviews, Queen won the won the you know sparkly white, and I've done a lot of questionable things, but this stuff is just bizarre. 
It's just mm-hmm. so bloody. And, and, it pre- and it predates the whole Sun City thing, so it's not like that they've done exactly. Sun City. It's, it's not as if they're doing a number on them that. after it. You're right. Aye. Aye. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. maybe I've done a number on them after it. You would have maybe I went, right, okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair play. Aye, aye, aye. But not before that. They hadn't done anything, you know. Other than considered kind of bad taste at that point, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's other like, than be just like a over the top rock band, that was you know that was that was the, that was their only crime, you know, and believing what they believing what they did. exactly. It's like that's that's rock and roll, man. Bowie did, yeah. did the same thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know he so, didn't come out all shy and stuff, you know. Exactly, man. Oh, there you go. He, I mean, he. <laughs> Boy, he actually you know. had some some of those <laughs> I, dodgy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he came out with you know uh, admiration for Hitler and all that during his yeah. thin white juke days. You know, yeah. Um, and I, I get forgotten about between uh, yeah. them. He gets a pass because he's cool. Uh, Aye, yeah. fuck off, man. I'm just going to say, that's my new, my new phrase, fuck off. <laughs> your, your new phrase? Uh, my new phrase, right? The only phrase. Uh, the only phrase. <laughs> Sorry uh, to the listeners just, for my profanity. Yes, we'll, we'll clean that stuff up for you. Um, yeah, so we'll profanity. Yeah. Cl- clean it up. Nice, clean podcast. Nice, clean podcast. Nice, clean. Aye. <laughs> Probably better start talking about these tunes then, because um, we've not really mentioned any of the tunes yet. So let's talk about uh, the, the the music on this. So you've got um, you've got quite an eclectic set, I would say. You know, obviously we yep. talked about we talked about the last two live albums um, being obviously Rainbow and Odeon and how very similar they were. It was essentially a very metallic set in both of them. Um, and this one is a bit more, obviously, because it's it's later. There's a lot of albums that have passed since then, and it's a bit more eclectic of a set list. So you've got um, "We Will Rock You," the fast version, which I don't think we've actually ever discussed. Because again, given the fact that we've only ever just discussed the studio version, we might have mentioned it in passing in News of the World. I'm not entirely sure, but um, "We Will Rock You," the fast version, so um, kicks it off. Um, Joe. T- Start us off in that one. So there's an opener, you know, this comes in and um, it's probably bizarre for, I, I imagine, for a lot of the fans because they might not have necessarily, have, uh, apart from the previous tour, heard this, you know. Um, if they hadn't checked out Queen on the previous tour for whatever reason or they were just getting into Queen, they would have came and heard this weird, you know, faster version of We Will Rock You, you know. So, uh, but for you, how is it? How is it, is it, how is it on this and how is it as a, as a tune for you? Uh, I've always loved it. Uh, it's, it's a great, great um, take on an already, you know, classic song. I suppose at that point it wouldn't really been classic because it's only like two years after it'd been written, you know, but '77 and this is '79. But, but yeah, it's, and it's weird that the the reason I'd love to know more about this song. Actually, I don't know if anybody, any of our listeners knows, you know, maybe Brian May, Roger Taylor, somebody from Queen, spoken about why they they decided to. To do this as a you know as, a, as an alternative version, because um, mm-hmm. it's again to me it's almost uh, very punk. It's like a it's like a punk song. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah. setting set punk song. In fact, so much so that there's a, a very famous um, hardcore punk band called Poison Idea that covered it. That's so right, this, version, yeah, yeah. this this version of it. So yeah. um, you know, so obviously uh, I, I I think of it as just like a, an extension of Sheer Heart Attack, the song. Yeah, uh, I, love, I love it, man. I love it. It kicks ass. Um, but I'd like to know more about its its inception and you know 
how it came about and who and who wrote it. You know, is it yeah. Brian? Is it Rogers? Is it Freddie? Who, yeah. who I think it's still. I think it's still credited to Brian, yeah, you know, just yeah. as it's right, right now thing. Um, but I, I totally agree with you, Joe, because I was thinking the same thing, you know. Did this, does this predate the, the Stompy one, or is this, did this come after? I, I, I'm not, I'm not, but you're absolutely Aye. right. I, I would like to know more. So, yeah, throw it out to anybody that's listening that can maybe shed a bit of light or here or there or something. That, that'd be really cool. Absolutely. Cause it's always, it's always no bothered me, but you know what I mean? It's always been like, why does why does this why did they do this? <laughs> but but it's aye, amazing aye. and I love it and it's a great way to kick the show off, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course they do, they used this for quite a few years. Oh, know, as an opener, didn't they? You know, right, even right up to um pretty much right up to, you know, the hot space tour, you know. Because right, um, yeah. I know I think it was the hero they opened with. Well, I know we'll talk about that when we get to the bowl gig and all that, but um but anyway, Paul, um Opener, we will rock you. Ah, it's, it's a it's a great version, isn't it? I mean, the original's great as well. When 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 they do the original live as well, you know, just with the the you know the the obviously Roger doing the the drum beat thing, um, that that's great as well. But um, it's a it's a it's a great opener, isn't it? And I I, I like the the sound effect, the kind of thunder. Nice, nice, cool. And the guitars come in. That's that's yeah, yeah. pretty cool, man. Uh, uh, yeah, and it, it gets the blood pumping right away. Um, so yeah, you, you know you've got this, and then you're right in there. Let me entertain you. Oh, superb, superb. Ah. Ah, yeah. You know, I, I oh, wait to kick it off, man. Two, two boots and the balls, you know, right away. I, at the same time, both feet off the floor. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, I, one, one foot dedicated delegated to one ball each. I that's it. I totally it's like total double attack, isn't it? you know. And uh, I, I mean, um, you know, even even when you see the footage, remember the. I don't know if it ever made it onto the, the you know the DVD of the the greatest flicks two or greatest hits two. Uh, sorry, the original. Sorry, greatest flicks um, and, and greatest hits. Sorry. Because um, remember on the, the the VHS you had the live footage of this. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, you know, and it would you see all oh, the lights would be really low, and yeah. then they come on the stage and the lights would just come away, and, and then the smoke and all. It just looked, it just looked. Yeah, aye, brilliant. Freddie looks amazing with the leather, with the leather and the biker cap. Aye, the PVC shirt, not that. Aye, aye, aye. He, he looked a man, you know. What I mean, and he, and he was the man, as we know. <laughs> but uh, no, that I, I love it. It's just get total. Attitude and balls and and you know one day you, if you ask me what's the best version I might say this and one day all day I might say it's the Stompy version but I think I like they're, both. They're, 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 exactly I, I think they're, I think it's, it's it's just as good as the the, the classic version you know I two very, aye, totally two, yeah. very, two very different attacks um, but I mean even the, the bit with John is based. Do, 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 you know, you know, you know, all these wee bits have just just add to the overall vibe of the song. Yeah, um, it's I what an opener and and absolutely probably probably my favourite opener that they ever did. You know, you know mm-hmm. to, to open a gig up because uh, I know they did. You know, they used now I'm here quite a lot in the earlier days and all that. But this this is my favourite opener, definitely. You know, just to open the open Queen gigs. It's it's you know nice. of all the ones I've heard, you know. As it's just just an absolute and as Paul rightly said, right into let me entertain you in that. Oh, you know. Yeah. And it's even just Freddie's leading into you know, Okay, let's do it. 
And it's 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 that riff, man, that riff. I was oh, trying to work out the, t- I was actually trying to work the, the time, this time signature, and it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird, t- it's a staggered time signature. Uh, it's no four four. It's a and then it that kid's eyes kicks you right in the balls, man. Aye, it, it, it totally, and then, and it's gonna you listen to it on this, and you're like, this is the way it should have sounded on jazz, man. You know, what I mean? aye, 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 just aye. just more yeah. fierce and and, yeah. and um, kind of up there. Um, I let me entertain you again. I, I'm saying this about we were rock you, and I'm saying it about let me again. Uh, this was kind of used quite a lot in the, all the you know the next two two three years. You know, let me entertain you coming in and right after it, and again, that's it's it's just brilliant live on this. Um, and it's just brilliant live when they do it in general. Right, so I suppose I don't, I don't want. I've obviously talked about the first two tracks. I don't necessarily like to go through every single track and talk about it, but. I suppose, um, Paul, I'll come back to you. Let's like, pick, pick us at some some of your highlights of this. Is there anything anything in particular that you think is is the go to moments in this album? I, you know, I don't. It's, it's terrible to admit this. You know, me being such a huge Queen fan and everything, but I I, I was trying to think the last time I actually listened to this album. And it, mm-hmm. and it and it might be like something like thirty years ago or something like that, you know. <laughs> that bad? <laughs> not not that it's bad or anything. It's just that you know. No, I, I'm just well that long. I should say, right? right. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know, just live albums on uh, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time they're a bit, uh, you know. Um, but you know that this is superb. You know, it's a superb album. Um. Highlights, highlights, do do do. Uh, spread your wings. The version of spread your wings on this is amazing. It's got all the emotion and everything um, that the, you know the the, the the original recordings got. The kind of lead out is, is superb as well. You know Brian taking his out with his, his solo yeah. and stuff. Uh, really good. Then you get the crowd sing along as well. Uh, just just a lovely lovely version. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's one of the standouts for me, uh, and and you know for a long time it was my favourite ever Queen song. So you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with you there, man. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that, that the the version on here is superb. Yeah, really good. Aye, mm-hmm. it's um, I, th- I think even for myself, it's like I I think overall, I mean, I, I, I suppose, sorry, my lack of discipline in introducing this whole podcast and the podcast we do, I probably should ask you for your overall thoughts on the album at the start, but I think that'll become pretty apparent as we as we talk about it. But it's um, it's interesting you said you hadn't, hadn't listened to it for a while, Paul, because I was the same. No, certainly not yeah. 30, 30 years it's ago. Funny, either, but yeah, it's, it's funny as well that, um, how, you know, ingrained in my DNA it is because, it, yeah. you know, the, when, when Freddie is introducing the songs, you, you I know what he's going to say, kind of thing. Uh, you know, it yeah, just yeah. It just all comes back to you. It's funny, yeah. Uh, it's pretty it, cool, it, man. I mean, it definitely been a while for me. I mean, um, I don't know. It could be as much as ten years, you know, since I actually properly listened to it. I, I don't know. I can can I honestly say. Um, but um, having listened to it again, and I think, I, I suppose my honest assessment of the album as a whole, a wee bit, is is that. I don't think it's absolutely Queen at their best. I think there's, there's, there's. I just don't know if they picked the debate. You know, all of that three months that they were touring Europe, I don't know if they picked the best performances necessarily of every every song. 
I don't know if it's been a bit of a rush job where they've thought, oh, we'll just take that one, we'll just take that one, blah, 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 and we'll assemble the album that way. Um, and the production is, they rightly, you know, rightly, well, in my opinion, they were right. Um, you know, they, they were a wee bit critical of the producing it themselves and mixing it themselves. So I think sometimes the rawness really suits certain ones, and other times it's like, oh, you would have needed, it'd have been good if a proper producer was mixing this, you know, to get, you yeah, know, get yeah, this, yeah. this across a bit mm-hmm. better. Um, so I think it, I think from that point of view, it, it does kind of wax and wane a wee bit um, from that point of view. And then I know like the band almost like disowned it within a year. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, fuck that. You know, we, we made a mistake. We still got somebody else to mix it and yada, yada, yada. Um, I think Roger even says, I hate this album, you know. Um, we know Roger likes a, <laughs> as we uh-huh. before, likes a, likes a controversial statement. You know? uh-huh. So, um, but I think it's a, I think it's, but but the thing is, although, I mean, Joe kind of pointed it out, you know, there are rough edges in this, you know, um, and I think that's sometimes part of its charm, though. You know, yeah, it's, right. it's, yeah, yeah. it's a live album, man. It's a live album. Yeah, totally. It's not meant to be and perfect. No, no, absolutely. And that's it. And I think sometimes the rawness, you know, just just gives it something. And I think just other times it's just, just maybe, it's maybe just fallen short a wee bit. Um, but highlights for me, it's weird because hi- one of the highlights for me is actually now, now I'm here. Aye, me as well. Uh, aye, and, no, it's, no. and it's one of my least favourite Queen songs of the, the 70s, I suppose, or, or the mm. least favourite of the big, big, you know, rockers. Heavy numbers, you know? aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but that bit in the middle when Freddie's doing the bit with the crowd, you know, yeah. think I'll stay, think I'll stay. Ah, it's brilliant. That bit's yeah. just, it's just, like, and, and and we talk about the change in his voice, you really hear it in that section. You know, that thickness, that aggression, that kind of, you know, all the things we, we talk we talk about before. Yeah. Um, it's really, again, it's just, you're just with Freddie the whole time, just like, yeah, it's come on. You know, it's just, but no, now I'm here's one of, one of my favourites. Um, and actually, it's along the similar, similar lines, Don't Stop Me Now, who's actually one of my favourites on this uh, I, to- I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. I that bit in the middle when it gets heavy and stuff like that. If it's on his wee bits and stuff. And it's a bit, it's chug, 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 chug. Again, this is just the heavy metal Beavis and Buttheads in it, but it really works live. He actually sings it very well. It's a hard song to sing. He sings it very well, actually, yeah. He doesn't. He does a lot, and then, and then again, having the just the guitar back in the piano and the verses and all that just gives it that. I mean, we we talked about this in the jazz pod how you know we we do prefer the kind of the version with the guitars in that, that was that was you know eventually taken out of the studio. But um, this is I just think it's 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 I quite enjoy it on this, and I don't necessarily enjoy it on jazz. But yeah, it's really I'm, I'm yeah, you know, it's um, so there are a couple of highlights. Joe, um, I'll, I'll find out to you. What's any any kind of really standout moments other than what we've kind of mentioned or anything else? Um, I really, really like. Uh, I'm in love with my car on this. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think Roger's voice is excellent, man. Um, <laughs> it's, like, it's like half a chain a wee bit. Aye, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, it's superb, man, and it's only made that that much more impressive because he's playing those complicated drum fills while he's doing yeah, it and yeah, you know yeah. he's doing all this crazy you know like uh, shutting the, opening shutting the hi-hats and doing fills and doing cymbal grabs in the middle of like singing and stuff the guys plus uh, Paul said it as well the guy just looks cool as fuck yeah. <laughs> I know that I know that I've visually seen it when I'm listening but I know what he looks like when he's playing it normally aye, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the guy uh, aye superb vocals are flawless on it man the drumming's flawless on it Um Obviously, I've got to say an obvious one here. Sheer heart attack, just a, 
that's like, <laughs> that's, like you, that's like a tripod, like somebody with three legs kicking you in the balls, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, aye, it's just, it's just chaos. Um, yeah. Aye, it's just, it's just chaotic, and I love it, man. It's just, it's aye, just. The drum intro as well, just because it's a bit different for the album. Like, doo, 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 uh, aye, amazing. You know, just, just gets, you know, um, aye, 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 superb, man. And um, actually, um, loving my life is really good in this man. Aye, as as very good, very good on this man. Yep. Um, really, really good version of it. Beautifully sang. Um, aye, yep. great, great, great version. And I would yeah. agree. I would agree with Paul on the spread your wings was another. Highlight for me as well, definitely. I, yeah, um, I, I you know, I, I think another one worth a mention is Brighton Rock. Um, oh, I, uh, oh, I, so, so Brighton Rock, and it's, it's a wee bit different from the versions you sort of got after that, and maybe even prior to that, because you, you know you've got Rogers definitely a lot more involved in Brian's, um, you know, solo part. He's he's doing drum bits with That's him, right. with That's Brian right. a lot more. Ah, he's a, playing a lot yeah, um, there's a lot, lot of bits where he's actually involved, so it feels like it's a kind of they're playing off each other. And I know Roger because he's timpani solo within the middle of it as well. You know, after Brian's done his bit and goes back into the, um, but I think I just, I just absolute attack on it. It's just aggression yeah. on that whole middle section it, is just, yeah, just. I- and it's good how he changes it. You know, it's not the same yeah. all the time. It's not. It's not the same as what it was in the Rainbow or the Hammersmith. Yeah. You know, totally yeah. different. Yeah. It's different. You know, he, he does change it. You know, um, I yeah, uh, Brighton Rock is pretty cool, man. Uh, Guitar tone is excellent, man. Aye, aye, yeah. Uh, and and you know what you were saying earlier, David, about. Some tracks, the you know the, the the way it's been mixed and all that, it, it suits. I think Brighton Rock suits the kind of rawness here. Oh, aye. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty um, much all, most of the heavy numbers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, 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 yeah the I agree heavier, with you. Yeah, yeah. The heavier ones come out better. Um, uh, yeah, that, you know, if, if we were if we're talking about maybe not necessarily bad tracks, but you know, just. Mm, uh, you're my you're my best friend. Uh, uh, yeah, it's probably it. the weakest on it. I think yeah. I agree with you. And, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Don't don't use you, you use the electric piano. Don't use the acoustic piano. Don't use the grand piano. Use you think you've got the electric piano in? Aye, I I think it would have been better. Um, but then again, it's. The, the tempo's kind of wrong for me, I know. It's a wee bit too fast. Fast, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's just, I don't know, they don't give it the, the care and attention that they should have. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you consider uh, Spread Your Wings as majestic, you know, yeah. that should be as well, you know. Is, is, it, is it from the same night? Is it from the same night? Oh, I've got, well... Now, it's now it's so asking. hard to tell with us, you know. Uh, it's kind of, you know, I don't, I don't uh, even give the the venues or the dates and then the songs. If you, uh, not, if, if you're going to Wikipedia, it breaks it down and it tells you what night, what night. Um, oh, does it actually? So do that? I I just uh, seen that. I just seen that today. I, I didn't right, know that okay. before, but uh, it could be down to just like uh, excessive cocaine consumption, man. <laughs> it could be, uh, <laughs> yeah, possibly. Uh, as simple as that. You know, more, I think more ching before that night than it did when it did <laughs> <spread your wings. laughs> uh, It could be. 
But I think I, w- I would go even one further on that one, Paul, because I think even uh, even vocally it's quite flat. Even nah, yeah, it's, it's just oh, all, oh, you're uh, my best friend. It's, uh, it's kind of like it's almost like Freddie's just phoning it in a wee bit, and that's uh, no, and it's it's just, normally what it's, it's no normally a thing I would say about Freddie ever, but it uh, just seems yeah. so so passive and pedestrian. You know, it's just uh, it's, and it's a shame because it is a beautiful song, and, and uh, it just it's just, just yeah. either, either they either they just don't. It could be as Joe says, they were just kind of just okay, another gig. Let's just get get through this gig, or you know. And I think I think there's maybe even on this album evidence of that because I mean, again, they've, they've been touring for it at that point for I mean, okay, it's only probably worldwide tours. You're only maybe talking about four or five years, but it's been four or five years of solid touring, you know, and so, and writing multiple albums. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. So so you know, no harm um, when we when we say that, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's. I agree with you certainly on that one. Um, I don't want to put the bit too much more on it, but it's kind of like it's definitely the, for me the weakest on it. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, definitely. I that is the weakest one for me. I I think um, we spoke about you know Freddie's voice and stuff like that, and um, I, I can't remember what pod it was, but but um, you know I think seventy nine man his lifestyle I think was was having an effect on his voice because he's. <laughs> He's voiced throughout a lot of this, this these uh, shows. I know it's multiple shows, yeah. um, but but he has um, he has um, taken lower notes and stuff like that. Where, where, uh, he normal, where he normally would have just went for the higher note, but he's taking lower notes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think there's maybe a, a a wee bit too much, uh, you know, recreational fun after the shows when he should have been getting uh, home and, and and resting his voice. You know, I think yeah. I think that was maybe I think Brian may maybe suggested that before as well you know but I, I, I can hear it he sounds yeah. he sounds a bit tired some at some points and I, and I think it's I mean I think we've talked about this just generally knowing on the podcast necessarily but just as we talk about music in general and it is a I suppose it is a bit of a bit of a shame where with, with singers when when singers lose it it's much more noticeable than if maybe maybe a drummer just drops a beat a wee bit or you know aye, just doesn't yeah, quite abs- quite attack yeah, a fill you know because yep. overall you're still you might say oh so and so made a, a bit of hash of that but it's totally recoverable if you're, aye, if you're not a singer but aye. when you're a singer it's, really the melody, it's the main thing so, is the focus that aye. that's what hook, that is ultimately what hooks people in yeah instantly music it's the melody. So if they get yeah. and by by the way, I'm not saying he sings badly in these tracks. He no, doesn't. no, not at all. No, he sings. Not. He sings. You know, it's Freddie Mercury. Do you know what I mean? But I think um, you know, just because we've been listening to like you know, the, the, you know, the '74 and '75 era yeah, before yeah, before yeah. reviewing this, yeah, his voice is more aggressive now. But yeah. I think he was looking after himself more. And his more, lifestyle, yeah, his yeah, lifestyle yeah, yeah. wasn't wasn't as quite insane yeah. as it had become, and like you know, from maybe '77. On, onwards, you know, into the, the, the early 80s, into the hot space era, because I, I do believe that, and, and we mentioned one of the other pods, he was smoking like a lum as well, do you know what I mean? So I think he was doing a lot, you know, he was very much a guy that was lived in the edge, so yeah, he had this fantastic voice, but I think you can you can, you can can only keep that up so so much before it starts. Uh, uh, you know, you're right, Joe, and I think, I think listening to this, you know, Freddie sounds fallible on this you know he sounds like you know he's 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 a an amazing vocalist and the best you know we would agree the best you know rock yeah. vocalist ever but you listen to this and you think ah okay yes he, he has got a weakness you know he's human, yes, uh... human you know it's it's mm-hmm. um and i think um and and there are points in the gig where his voice cracks and oh i the mo- 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 times, know, um so there's a lot of that 
And again, but like like I said, you know, is you know the point we're making here. You know, you can have Roger partying all night and all that, and you know, and it'll, it'll be less noticeable in his drumming than it will be Aye. Freddie partying all night and going out there and singing. But um, and, and 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 as being again, I hate to reference myself, but being a singer and being on I've been on t- long tours and stuff like that, and you've got you've got to rest your voice. You can't you hold something back. One hundred percent. You can't yeah. you can't go up and perform, especially Queen. I mean, their set was maybe about two two hours or something they were doing. Uh, and probably, then, yeah. like yeah. you you yeah. you look at you look at any, any singer now, you know. You ask any professional singer now, a lot of them don't even speak the entire day. I know Jeff. I mean, Jeff Tate is a bit of an asshole, right? You know, we know that ah, as, yeah, a, yeah. as a as a person, right? But the guy was a phenomenal singer in his day. Whether you know whether you like Queensrÿche or not, right? In his day, he was great. Yeah. But I remember watching an interview with him, and he and he said that you know I won't talk because, and it's not because I'm yeah. being an I'm not being an asshole. He's like I have to preserve my voice. And he, and it's true. I, I had to do that when I was in tour. I would go after next, like for a full, like you know, people would be talking in the van, going between shows the next day, and I wouldn't speak. I just put headphones in, and it's because, and that's just speaking. So if you're going out partying straight after a show, doing two hours of intense vocals and running about the place, and then you're going straight from there to a nightclub, which Freddie was known to do, um, and then drinking all night, smoking all night, up to God knows what hour, man, and then doing it again. The next night, and then doing and just on a loop. Now that's that. I mean, yeah. the fact that he was even able to sing at all to any yeah. any great uh, capacity is impressive. If his lifestyle <laughs> was to be believed, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, that's it. No, you're you're absolutely right, and 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 I think that's it. I mean, it's like uh, I suppose. I mean, ultimately, I, I guess if some someone was to say to you, you know, give me evidence of Queen being the best live live act. That there ever was, I wouldn't be giving them live killers. No, you know, and, no. and that's the thing. I would, I would no. find, I would find something else. I, I, it could be the Rainbow Gig, you know. Um, it could be, you know, maybe even some of the later on ones that, that we're going to discuss. You know, it could be something like that. You know, so it's, um, and I think it's just to go back to Freddie's voice. I think, I think we're actually at the point here with Freddie's voice where, uh, yeah, that care and attention maybe is lacking a little bit. Um, uh, you know, in his voice itself or him, him himself. Um, but it's definitely that kind of almost that, that middle period where it, it turns into, because I think really pretty much after this, the voice becomes the classic Freddie voice. Aye, yeah. You know, yep. after this point, and, and, you, and you can hear glimpses of it, like I say, in that middle section, and now I'm here, you really hear that's the kind of classic Freddie voice. Yep. And, it, and it, you know, you do hear it on this, but, it, you know, it's almost like it becomes, because even... You know the gigs after this. I think the party was still probably still still in full flow, but I don't know. He must have found something that was working for him more because I think the gigs mm-hmm. after this certainly, you know, his voice stayed stayed strong throughout the, the yep. entire season. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yep. and again, I, yeah, like I say, I mean, it could it could be an example of them just picking the wrong versions, you know, of, of you know the, you know of these these gigs. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's it's, it's hard to say, mm-hmm. but. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's, um, it's again, I think it's, we talked about the mix and the production as well. I think it's, um, you know, we've been really spoiled with these really fresh modern mixes of uh, Rainbow and, and Odin then coming to this is maybe having a little bit of a, uh, an effect on how we're, how we're perceiving it as well, possibly as well, you know. It's like, it's like slumming it. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the tracks, I just... And again, it's it's, it's it, the bizarre thing about this album. It's the tracks that I'm not a big fan of on on the albums that I really like on this. And another one is uh, "Keep Yourself Alive." Ah, it's good. 
you know, because it's it's really fast on this. It's a really, yep, it's really, it really, really pacey, yep. and even just a bit, really, really simple. It's just when it when it kicks in, when it's obviously just get the the kick drum with Roger, and then and then it goes into the you know. But Freddie's just saying, "Keep yourself, keep yourself, keep yourself alive," <laughs> keep yourself, and I just love that. It's just, uh, it's it's, class. I mean, I probably sounded strange on the album if they did just first song of their first album, and Freddie's just like, "Keep yourself." <laughs> yeah. I mean, I sounded all a bit mental, but. Oh, oh, that's that's life. Aye, I that's just it's just got a total vibe to it, you know. Uh, but no, that's what it is. Aye, so I think that's my story of this album. It's the the songs that I like least are are kind of really cool on this, you know, and I, I like them a lot more, you know. I like it uh, again. In keeping with what you're saying, I, I really like tie your mother down in this. Aye, yep. Totally it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's a good it's, one. It's good, good, good energy, man, and it's it's, it's just get nice, good, good, some weight to it as well. Do you know what I mean? But I do, I do agree that I think um, you know going back to the mix and stuff like that. I think uh, the vocal mix is very bad in this album. It's very muffled. Uh, yeah, I agree. No, it's not a very it's not a very good uh, vocal mix on it. And yeah. the the drums, I you know we're going to get into maybe technical stuff here, but um, I I think the drums are are overly loud on a lot of it. I think mm-hmm. uh, Brian's guitar and is kind yeah. of swamped in bass and, yeah. and drums. And and I agree and. With you. And Freddie's voice is is very muffled, and that's got nothing to do with, with him singing. That's just the that's just yeah. the the, the signal been, that's came. How it's been recorded, um, yeah, it's not been you know been. Yeah. I can see I can see why they, they were not very happy and they, they, after the fact, and they probably thought we should have got somebody else to do it. But again, Queen Queen just seemed to be really bad at making these decisions. You know, like oh <laughs> that that maybe that was a bit, but that may have been their arrogance. You know what I mean? It's like you know, I'll, I'll be, right. I'll, we're Queen, so that I'll do, and then go off for yeah, fuck's sake. Yeah. That sounds like shit. Uh, you know, after the coke, <laughs> after the cokes wore off and that, you're like, oh I'm, Jesus Christ, that sounds pretty bad. I mean, don't buy, buy. I'm saying it sounds bad. It doesn't sound bad, I, and I like the fact it's very raw as mm. well, and it like it isn't touched up. You know what I mean? Because if it's touched up, it's not a live album to me. Um, live is live, you know. What I mean, if you if you can't do it live and don't record it and don't put it out, then you know don't, don't put it forward. But Queen were obviously like, this is us live, and you know Fred, there is parts where Freddie's voice cracks, and you know you can hear it. And I wouldn't say he goes right off key at any point. You know, no, he's, no. he's a very professional singer, and he knows he's he probably knows his his limitations at that at, at that specific point in that gig. He probably can tell how his throat is and go right. So it doesn't go for anything to make an arse of it, but it's embarrassing. It's like, but you can just see that it's a wee bit um, ra- um, crackly at points. Um, but yeah, I, I like the rawness of the, of the show. You know, I've always really liked this live album. Um, yeah, and I, and I don't agree with people saying it's not a live album because it's not one gig. It's still no, live songs. Not. Still live totally. songs. Totally agree. I mean, I think even just like I, just looking through the, I mean, that was one of the. I'm just I've just got the vinyl here, so I'm just looking through the, the you know the inner sleeves of both records, and you've got this big um, spiel about Queen and, and where they are and how great they are, and, and that excuse me, that was one of the criticisms of of Queen in this this Rolling Stone review. It's like they're just basically self congratulating, you know, um, yeah. on this, and you do read it, and it is it's just like it is, it's a really. No, that's written by them, obviously, but it's just very much kind of kissing their own asses through the whole thing, you know what I mean? Aye. It's, it's, it's weird as well, though, like, cause think about how quiet John Deacon is and how quiet, <laughs> quiet Brian May is. Aye. So all, all that bravado must have been coming from Freddie and Roger, man. It must have been, they must have been right, they must have been right that shit. 
Aye, aye, that's true. I suppose, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I suppose Brian's got to take his criticism as well, if it is warranted, you know, in terms of all this whole fashion thing, because they were talking about we will rock you and all that. I suppose he, oh, aye, aye. And, you know, aye. letting you know, Freddie will let me entertain you and all the rest of it. But, um, but I know you're right. It's, it's a fair point. Cause it's like it's not as if they were. And interviews going, yeah, you know, just, just, uh, like, they, they, they weren't, they weren't the kissed, and they weren't <laughs> you know? kissed. You know what I mean? Ah, exactly. I mean, yeah. kiss, kiss coined the, the phrase "the biggest band, the biggest band in the world." Do you know what I mean? It's like Aye. I don't, I don't Queen ever ever claimed to be the biggest band in the world. Do you know what I mean? Ah, the best. I think. Well, they might have said they were the best, right? Enough, I don't know, but <laughs> they'd be right then. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Um, so I think um, it, it's I don't know talking about the set list. Um, I don't know if you've, you've, you've thought about this, Paul. I'll maybe maybe bring you in on this because it's your turn to speak. You may speak. Um, Hello. <laughs> uh, is there anything that is, when you look at the set list, is there anything you think? Because you're, you're up to jazz at that point, so that is seven albums in. Seven yep. albums, yep. Seven albums in, and you're looking at the set list. What do you think? Is missing? Is there anything missing for you that, that you know you're thinking this should be in the set and this you know that preferred that to come out and this to come in or or anything like that? Well, I, I think there's is some not tracks missing anyway, like f- three or four tracks. Aye, uh, apparently, yeah. Them, it's aye, late it, as well. It's late. Oh, it's uh, late. It's late. It's not there. So yeah, you can easily take your best friend out and put it at slate in. Oh, aye, easily, easily. Um. Yeah, or even if you can't beat them, you know, to keep you the John, just get another, another John track in there or whatever, you know. Great yeah. song, great tune. Uh, yeah, there, there was there was another song they did, they did they took out. Fat Bottom Girls. Ah, you might be right. They're quite quite happily that they left. Ah, that they left ah, that out. Uh, That's pants. Um, Put some pants on that old nose asses, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think what you know what's on jazz. Um oh, well d- well of course dead at, dead on time. Dead on time, put that in aye. Just, just yeah. so we've got a version that's got some fucking weight. Because <laughs> uh, uh, let me entertain you sounds so good here, you know, the, the, you can hear aye. the riff properly and all yeah. that, you know. So the dead in time would would have been good I I agree with that. And uh, what, what else is good in this? God save the Queen, man. Just sounds like, like the record. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> in that middle section in Bohemian Rhapsody, just sounds Aye, like oh, I, the date, man. <laughs> Super, <Aye>. man. <laughs> Otherworldly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, Killer Queen... Does he does it does it sound as good here as it did in Hammersmith no, and, no, no. and the Rainbow? You know, uh, do you know? Do you know? Think it's weird that they, they never play that song in its entirety. Ah, yes, part that part of medley. Yeah. I wonder yeah. why they. I don't wonder why they don't. I wonder if they don't like they after the fact they didn't didn't like the song or something like that. It's weird. No, I don't know. That's 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 bizarre. You know, I've got to agree with you, Joe. Um, I think um. You know, I mean, I mean, it, it, what, what, one thing that sticks out to me when you look at this set list is, you know, compared to the, the two set lists we talked about previously, um, you know, the previous two live albums, there's almost nothing. There's, there's no much in this set list from these, these gigs. You know, you've got, you know, Keep Yourself Alive, Killer Queen, 
Um, Death and Two Legs. But that, they didn't play that on. Oh, no, they on, didn't. Nearly did. Aye, so, oh, nearly uh, did. No, you're right, aye. They didn't. Uh, Brighton Rock, I suppose, they played that on uh, uh, at the Odeon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I yeah. Think that's, well, Bohemian Rhapsody then. But you know what I mean? You're just saying, and that's natural because also they made more albums after the, after the point. But it's just, it's such a different, almost it's a very different queen. It's, it's, yeah. it's so bizarre in such a short space of time. There's, it's, a, it's a very different queen you're hearing on this compared to compared to those gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we said, it's kind of obviously a more eclectic set, which is good. That's that's the queen, you know, it's the queen we love. You know, mm-hmm. you, know the, 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 you know, the fact that they were um, able mm-hmm. to do these different styles. Um, I, uh, death on two legs that you mentioned, Joe, is 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 bro. We talked about this in the last one when he just he, put, he puts the the whammy bar right down and does that. I think definitely I forgot about death on two legs. That's one of my favourites yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so that song's about a motherfucker of a man, is what Freddie yeah. says. Yeah. Is that what he says? Yes, the beeps. Well, I've actually got it up here. Uh, during live performances, Mercury would usually dedicate this song to a real motherfucker of a gentleman. Oh, this right. line, and in brackets, it says, this next song was written about a really dirty old man. I mean, a really nasty, creepy motherfucker, as you call them. Short, <laughs> was shortened and censored using bleeps on live killers. Freddie's part of this gig. Don't hold back, Freddie's part of it. I and uh, I just love it. It's like it's it's like the American accent, but uh, like, know, just, like uh, we spoke like we spoke about when Ozzy does it, it's, it's terrible. But when Freddie does it, it's cool because it's kind of it's kind of like I don't know, it's like comical. Ah, because it's it's it's, it's 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 his show voice. It's kind of like it's not aye, trying aye. to pretend. It's not you know um, that, that that's his real voice. He's it's clearly more, and, and he knows that you know. Aye. It's, uh, Whereas Ozzy just sounds like I don't know what the hell Ozzy sounds he, like. Sounds like he shit. speaks to the audience in a normal you know register in an American accent. You know how no. you do, no. man. Oh, oh man, it's bad. And and you know Ozzy is cool, and, that, and I love Sabbath and that. I, I have a, a lot of love for his early solo stuff as well, but I'm just like, yeah. oh man, shut up, Ozzy, shut up. <laughs> I know, totally, man. But no, I, I totally agree with you, man. It totally works here um, uh, on this guy. But Death and Two Legs, man, just uh, again, that's, that's a highlight uh, for me on this. It's uh, uh, even there's just, a, I think the, the really, the kind of um, just the sparseness of it as well. You know, we talked about it on a night of opera anyway, but. Even just the, you know, the drum, drum, and you go into the ding, ding, ding. It's just that one piano note, ding, 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 ding. It just builds up, and mm-hmm. there's just loads of space in it. And I think that's 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 its success to me. It's just there's just so much space to play with it. While Freddie just spits the venom, you know, it's just aye. just what a track, you know. Aye, it's um, a cracker, aye. But um, eh. Oh, one thing, can I, I'm going to come back to Brighton Rock um, because, you know, Joe mentioned about uh, I'm Loving My Car and how it's impressive that Roger's able to sing and, and you know, do that that drum attack. And, I, and and see on Brighton Rock because you've probably noticed it yourselves, but he doubles up with Freddie on the verses, so so he's doing the falsetto bit there. Happy birthday. Uh, Freddie's just, I, Freddie's I, just singing. I, so, and he's playing that drum beat, that... Is that happy? You know, he's doing that and singing the fucking verse on top of it. You know, it's, like it's, a, it's like a really fast skiffle beat he's playing. Or, uh, yeah, uh, totally, man. Uh, it's it's like just jazz sort of beat. Totally, man. It's just, again, that's another example of 
you know, him being an underrated musician, drummer, you know, um, whatever you want, you want to say about Roger, but no, it's, it's just an example of the, the guy's ability, you know, just... Oh, I, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's never been it's never yeah. been with us, is it? I mean... It, it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, for most of the 80s, he just didn't do it. You know, he I know, didn't. I know. He just no. chopped it. You know, yeah, and that's drums very. I know yeah. it's bizarre. It's as you know, it's such a bizarre thing. How one of the one of the great rock yeah. drummers of the seventies, and then yeah. he just you know whatever. You yeah, know. it's almost an example of you know just you know what they were trying to do in the eighties was was yeah just let's make hits, make pop you know, music cause, cause, with, yeah because with, with a minimum of effort. Aye, because because obviously aye. if you put in you know lots of drum beats and. And flashy drums. That's that's no. That's no. Just stick to the four four and just let's just get it dialed in and you know the, yeah, the hit yeah. formula. You know, it's just this. But anyway, we've well, talked about that. <laughs> probably going over old ground here. So, but um. So uh, anything else to say about about live killers, gents? It's I been. Mean, it's been. A, I think. Sorry, Joe. I'm just saying. That, talking about these live albums, it's kind of strange because we've kind of covered the ground with them as you know compositions and, and arrangements and all that. So it's kind of. It's been a different experience talking about these live albums. Yeah, been, yeah. I, 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 I totally agree with you. It's, it's, it's just it's more like a general conversation. So I hope the listeners yeah. are enjoying it. But uh, one one other thing I'd like to say is um, I really like thirty nine in this because Freddie sings it. Yeah, yeah and I, and I think yeah. it actually sounds really good when Freddie. Sings. No, it sounds good when Brian sings it as well yeah. on the album. But I actually prefer it when Freddie sings it. Yeah. Guess a few uh, words wrong, don't he? And at some point, he does. So I, 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 yeah, yeah. But, um, but I mean, yeah, but but he sings it well, and it's cool to hear Freddie, Freddie doing it. And Freddie, it just goes to show Freddie when he, he sings, you know, like even the modern times rock and roll, it sounds better ah, than yeah, Roger yeah, sings yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that's not. No, no, no. I think the only example we sort of agreed on. Um, <laughs> Freddie sang was all dead, I but although that was just a demo rough version, demo. you know, so you never he never get the yeah. chance to fully finish it off, but we definitely still prepared Brian's version, you know, based on Aye. what we heard. Yeah. You know. But um and I think another one, I think I think Dreamers Ball actually sounds all right in this as well. Aye, it's, sorry. It's, it's Aye. No, again on jazz it wasn't one of our favourites or anything, but I mean I think on this it's just a nice probably a nice wee interlude. I prefer this to oh let's play you know, Jailhouse Rock or, or, you know, Big Spender or something. So having Dreamers Ball in there, to me, is almost the substitute for those, you know, because you're thinking, all right, just a week now, um, you know, bluesy jazz number, whatever you want to call it. I and mean, I don't, it, it's, to me, it sounds like that kind of almost like you could see somebody with a ukulele in the, the Caribbean, you know, just, <laughs> it's yeah, that yeah. kind of vibe to it, you know, just strumming away. Grass Scots. Baby, baby. You know, it's that, that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, Lauren Hardy and all that when they do uh, aye Blue Ridge Mountains of the aye, aye that kind aye. of vibe you know so that on that the trail of, of the Lonesome Pine yeah. aye that kind of Honolulu type kind of type of, type of vibe but no I don't really like on this it's, it's got, got a good vibe to it on and this I, so I think I, there's no sorry Joe no no carry on mate no no carry on mate I was no I was just going to say there's nothing there's nothing I really dislike on this that I think is jarring, but I think pro- other than, like I say, as Paul discussed, you're my best friend. I think that's the only moment on it where it just is, it's, it's just, it is, it is quite pure, jarring. You know, but the rest of it... rough's crap, but it's just... Uh, it, it, it sounds really it, flat it, as well. It sounds like a, like a music teacher in a primary school, you know. You know, just... Aye, back when we were at primary school, they don't do that now, man. 
on the sampler now, man, the music teachers. <laughs> on the decks. Yeah, here, kids, oh, yeah. That's, that's, this is how you auto-tune your vocals so you don't have so you need to be a good singer. Look, kids, look how great this is. <laughs> here, here's Pro Tools, man, so we just need to record one one, one loop and then we just and then call it for you. Aye, rubbish, man. I thought, I'm sorry, David. I keep interrupting you, mate. Sky no, on. no, I'm, I'm just I'm not going to say you anyway, mate. Crack, crack on. <laughs> uh, no, I was just I was going to bring up the whole uh, the, the whole around about around about this time there was the whole Freddie Mercury Rob Halford thing happening. Who who, right. yeah, who, yeah. who wore the biker gear first? <laughs> and uh, and I believe it was Fred, it was uh, Rob Halford that at this point challenged Freddie to a a, a, a motorbike ride. Race round Grand Hatch or something, something. Brand Hatch. Oh, no, no, no. It was actually. It was. I think it was the other way about. So I think what what, what happened was. Uh, this oh, was it Freddie? Was it Freddie at Hangley Town? Yeah. So I think I think. <laughs> so I think Rob Palford said it was something along the lines. Like, it's pure childish crap, you know. Rob Palford was like, you know, something like to prove you, prove you're like a man enough to wear all that leather or some some nonsense like that, or the, you know, the biker gear. And, and Freddie, Freddie says, right, we'll prove it. Then we'll do a race round Brands Hatch on motorbikes, and we'll see. How I would have fucking loved to have that, man. So I wish I had the hand. I imagine the pictures if there would have been photographers. Rob Palford and Freddie Mercury decked uh, out in leather, on man. A, on a gear, both, man. Both both gay rock icons, man. <laughs> Obviously, Absolutely. at that point, nobody knew Rob Halford was gay, but, but yeah. we know now. But uh, two gay rock icons, two of the, the best rock vocalists, heavy metal vocalists that ever lived, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Racing motorbikes, <laughs> man. Racing leather. Yeah. That's, that's a dream come true for me, man. You would have, you would have that follow up in your living room and you just, you know, you'd like, <laughs> and I'm you know. Like, I absolutely, I'd be, I would be blown up to the size of my oh, phone. Oh, man. They, they, should have, they should have invited Freddie on the Turbo Lover video. He could have been on one of the bikes. If you know, did you know? I would have been I along with a stupid um, pipe cleaner skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) I've had you with shite, man. Jesus Christ. I don't know if you know this, but um, I was reading an interview with with, with Rob Halford and um, got off topic a wee bit, but it's quite a funny interview because of what we were talking about. And it was um, somebody asked Rob Halford about that that interaction with Freddie and stuff like that. And they asked it. And they, they said, did you ever, did you ever meet Freddie? Because obviously Rob Halford's a massive Queen fan. Like the guy's yeah, absolutely yeah. Queen, yeah. Queen daft. The guy's obsessed with Queen, right? And he says, actually, he says, I did meet him once. He said it was in, it was in a gay nightclub. He right. said, and he said that about... Um, He's he like, what are you doing here? I know, he said he was, sta- <laughs> he was, said he was standing at the bar. Um, Halford was sitting having a pint at the bar. And Fred, he saw Freddie was in the club. And he saw Freddie coming over to the bar. And he says, I, I says, I wanted to, I wanted to say something to him, but I was kind of, this is Rob Palfrey, he was starstruck by Freddie. Mm-hmm. But he says, he said, he kind of glanced at me. He said, we, we looked at each other and he, he, apparently Halford just kind of gave him a kind of nod and Freddie kind of nodded back and, and he uh, took his drink. He, he got his drink. Kind of uh, he, yeah. he just nodded back <laughs> and, and he went back and Freddie went back. But he said that was his wee, his wee moment with Freddie. But I mean, that's fucking heavy metal rock royalty, man, together. Do you know uh, what I mean? Totally, man. Totally and I, I love shit like that. I wish I, I almost I always wish Fred had lived on so he would have collaborated with somebody aye. like like but, Rob Halford or something. Done a duet with him, man. Aye, or somebody <laughs> like that. Or, or, you know, or, or, you know, do a version of Dancing in the Streets. Oh yes. <laughs> aye, aye. Could have been any fucking worse than that. A Boston that fucking Bowie and Jaggers in man. That was fucking brutal, man. Jesus Christ. 
Funny, uh, funny, but I <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think, uh, I, I mean, I think, I, I think I've probably talked about the album. I think the one, maybe the one, oh, there's some, probably a, a few tracks from No mentioned, but I think um, Get Down, Make Love is oh, again, brilliant, another, another absolute brilliant. belter. I, I love that again. Another absolute belter of a live track, and, and again, another one they kind of kept in the set for a, for a few years. I just love Amazing. it. I mean, the, the bit in the middle with Brian's guitar and all that, you know, the kind of space, yeah. <laughs> spaceship stuff and all that. The alien, alien probe section. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't realise, actually, I didn't realise, actually, to looking at the sleeve notes, I think it was, or somewhere, um, that the whistle before it comes back in is, is John. John. Aye. 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 I didn't even realise, you know, so. Um, Very cool, man. Aye. But, uh, John, looked, John looked really cool on that tour, man, with the, the leather biker jacket and the the shirt and tie. Aye. 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 Ah, it just looks like it doesn't matter what he wears, it just looks looks like a man all the time. Because right. um, the guy the guy was he was obviously he wore everything with conviction, man. You know what I mean? Totally so, uh, so he knew he looked ridiculous back in the seventies, but he wore it that well because he was like because he knew it looked ridiculous, but it would work. <laughs> aye, as he, as he says, he's just like looking ridiculous then, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um no, I think I think we've we've, we've probably done it. Done it. Um, done it all. We've probably talked about everything, everything we need to, to, to discuss on this album. I'm sure people out there have got their their own wee thoughts on the album and things that maybe we've not touched upon that maybe deserves a mention. And if that's the case, as ever, you know, as up where we tweet or or whatever, or, or get in touch even in the, the direct direct message chat and all that. God, that's not an old man. It's a DM, and it was what do they call it these days? I DM, whatever. Uh, personal message. I don't know. In fact, just write, just write this. There's still day stamps, son. Aye, a postcard. A postcard. <laughs> Stamped addressed envelope. We'll send you some stuff, son. Right. Uh, boy Peter Badge. That's <laughs> a fucking boy Peter Badge. <laughs> just I man. But I get half in my heel now. Aye, aye. Some stuff in glue. So right. Uh, I'll come to Paul, right? Just some some life killers up there. Uh it's it's um it's good. Aye. Uh, <laughs> Cheers for that. Aye. <laughs> I'm trying I'm try, I'm I know try, I know yeah, your listeners I'm, out there know we're I'm not trying. exactly Shakespeare here or anything, but I mean try a wee bit harder than that. It's good. Uh, <laughs> I will, well, I'll use my catchphrase. It is what it is. Ah. It's a bit, it's a, like I said at the start, it's a very honest album. It's, you know, there's no, they haven't fixed anything on it. And, uh, I, I, you know, for that, you know, it, it was actually pretty brave of them to do that, put something out that, you know, wasn't treated in any way. Um, so, you know, props, props to them for that because, you know, live and dangerous and all that and, uh, I've you know they're, they're, they're just like studio albums, aren't they? Really, mm-hmm. um, 
So a great album, though. Ah, yeah, it's, 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 it's cool, man. Magic, but it's, it's, but it's, there's no under no illusion that it's. it's aye, 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 it's, like, it. it's like they've recorded it in the studio and just added crowd noises. <laughs> uh, well, uh, apparently, that's pretty much what it was. Man. Aye, because <laughs> there's no one point in Live and Dangerous actually is it is it when Dancing in the Moonlight comes in. I can't remember. Anyway, it starts, but the audience is so loud. And it's almost like a, a you know, when you get a, like a, a talk show and you hear the, the, the crowd in that and the band just slowly start playing. It's, it's just, it's just a, such a can, weird can, thing. Can, canned laughter or can, that's, canned applause. That's kind of that's, that's uh, exactly how it sounds. And it's just like, so the crowd is louder than Thin Lizzy. It's like, that, this is this is such a bizarre. Anyway, I'm not talking about it enough. But, but no, oh, great but, live album. Well, great. Yeah. I suppose that brings you brings you into the whole. I mean, Thin Lizzy supported them on maybe not on these shows, but they're on that. Ah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. tour cycle, seventy-seven minute views are world tour. That's oh, right, right. It was, it was, I thought it was nothing. All oh, right, I'm, I'm, I always thought it was seventy-nine that they they, they toured with them. Well, maybe look. I might that's be wrong. Right. I think it's seventy-nine. That's what's great about you know having a phone and the internet. You can just <laughs> check that out. So, <laughs> so uh, Let, let's see who's right, me or Paul. Me and must Paul. I'll be you, man. I'm on a losing streak. I've <laughs> enough. <laughs> I, I make one howl at least once a week. Rain, Rain must Paul versus Joe must go on. No, it was uh, Paul's right, man. It was seventy-seven. Bastard. <laughs> Um, it was actually it was actually in the, the sort of latter end of the, the races tour. Oh, so, you know, I don't know what I was, That's so weird. I always thought it was uh, seventy nine, man. Oh well, yeah, I'm wrong. So, so you must <laughs> Well, you won on the the last one when you because we were saying um, this was recorded in seventy eight, and you were That's saying right. seventy nine. So you won that one, mate. So it's it's one each. Aye, aye. Clarify <laughs> that. Mate. The listeners know that. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a tango and cash with that, mate, and just edit it so it sounds like it's me saying it, mate. And you'll get it. Aye, guys, that's that. Tango and cash that shit. Aye, that's how you. I suppose. Oh. Aye, aye, aye. How would you? How would you? Can I sum it up um, for somebody? Uh, same, same as Paul. Uh, good. It's good. good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's very honest, very raw, and still, for as raw and honest as it is, it's still a great, great. The songs are still performed great. Yeah, and that just show you know goes to show the absolute uh, power of the band Queen. You know the the, the, the I the, the Queen in the seventies, man. Just Queen live in general. It's still amazing. They didn't need to. Didn't need to touch. They didn't need to touch it up. You know, obviously, Finn Lizzie needed to touch it up. Do you know what I mean? So Queen, it's very, very passable as a live album. Um, And like you said, David, it's um, you know, Iron Maiden Live After Death is very similar. You know, you hear, especially in Bruce's voice and stuff like you hear. You know, I mean, Bruce is way, way, way worse than Freddie. And and, oh, I. Uh, on you know, especially uh, uh, I the, the first track. First, oh, it's terrible! I but uh, I mean, on, on the, on the video, it. but it's two different nights because on the video he's really, really struggling. But on the live album, which is uh, he's okay, uh, he's, uh, actually, yeah, he's right. actually better. It's, that's, right. and I think that's maybe my. I think that's how I would sum this up. I just don't think they picked the, the you know the, the best, best versions versions of these songs. I think it's maybe just been because I think they obviously they were on they toured this between January and March and I think they had the album out in June. 
So, I mean, within three months of finishing up those dates, they had this album out, you know. So, to me, it's possibly been rushed and they've maybe not really properly had the time to sift through all the, the tapes or, uh, you know. I mean, I, I don't know how many shows they recorded. I, I, I'm not sure. And maybe I'll check out that Wikipedia page that Joe mentioned just to see 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 that. It's a bit late now for the podcast right now, but, you know. Um, but, so, it's um, I, just, I just don't know if maybe they had better versions of some of these songs, but... I agree. Overall, it's, it's a solid live album. It's raw. It is honest, you've got to say. Um, is again, as I said, yeah, <laughs> it, you, yeah, you're absolutely is live in the true sense, sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but I would say I, I, it's probably not the album I would, I would give to someone to, to prove that Queen were the best live album, best live band. You know, I would, I would find another, another release and um, say, yeah, actually, right. this, this is, and it's, and it's, and sadly, it is down to, to you know your singer you know because your singer in any band is the one that you know maybe will connect with you emotionally as you kind of mentioned in the melodies and stuff unless you're an instrumental band and that's that's kind of academic you know um but uh aye it's it's as i suppose not having listened to it a while in my honest assessment of it i expected more of it um, I would say because I think I remembered it in my in my mind's ear it was it was a better live album than it actually is um, that's just my honest assessment of it, you know. As as you know, we're, we have honest and objective yep. um, um, here. And um, so maybe it, maybe uh, it came down just a wee peg for me. I haven't listened to it recently, but mm-hmm. again, it's still it's still it's still a, a very solid live album. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like uh, as we've discussed the songs and you know the, the highlights, and there are a lot of highlights on it. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, good song. Well, I mean, I, I mean, um. I'm not a big live, live album fan, to be honest. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, ju- I'm no, just not. No, I don't, I, I'm not myself. Um, you know, there are exceptions. Maybe uh, the Who live at Leeds is aye, that's, amazing. That's, that's that is brilliant. amazing. Um, but that would be the, probably the only one that I've ever listened to regular, on a regular like, basis. Yeah. Aye, aye, um, aye. Nah, live albums are kind of. Uh, but I mean. As 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 Queen in it, I mean the songs are great, you know. For yeah, the most yeah part. absolutely, yeah. So, and that's uh, the thing. I mean, I, I think I think someone just getting into Queen, uh, maybe for you know first time, or you know, it's somebody young, or or you know, it's it's maybe saw the movie or, or whatever, you know, and they're getting a taste for Queen just now. Um, they would probably listen to this as we did as kids and, and go, wow, Queen, this sounds amazing. This is brilliant. Oh, Queen live, I love the way that, you know. So I think someone hearing it for the first time, you know, getting into Queen will will. We'll probably have a better experience with this, and maybe us because we have we have lived with it for a lot of years, and and you know uh, the, the you know the chance to absorb Queen as a whole and all the rest of it. So I suppose we've we have now a time to kind of really look at, look at it a bit more objectively through the years, um, you know, as we do with all the albums that we've been discussing. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's um, yeah, it's 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 a bit strange. I, I don't know how you guys you guys feel about this, but it's just, I just find that it's a bit weird talking about these live albums. I'm finding that. I'm finding it a bit harder than I am yeah, the studio albums <laughs> to, to sort of to sort of talk about. And then as Joe yeah. says, I think it's more of a general conversation about it. And hopefully it is still <laughs> still decent for the listeners to, to actually listen to. Um I just I, I just I just don't know how it's coming across. You let us know. Just say, just please stop. You know, you're, you're, if, you, if that's what you want, you know, we'll stop and we'll, <laughs> we'll do something else. But I've only got about another one to do anyway. We know, like two, two, no, sorry. Oh, no, we've got like three, man. Three, three. Fuck, uh, three. Uh, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so we'll still get uh, the Montreal gig. Yeah, this we'll is, this the, is brilliant. Aye, and we've got the the bowl gig, and then we've got uh, the the like uh, Wembley and Budapest gigs. So we'll oh, just we do, the one we actually we're actually going to do that, man. Oh. <laughs> The live, oh, live magic, oh man! Well, we're not doing live magic. We're doing the full gigs, so we'll do. All right, so, so we'll do Wembley and, and uh, Budapest. Uh, so that's us for live killers. Um, we'll move on. We'll, we'll we'll see you next time. I think the next live one we do is going to be uh, the Montreal gigs. So that will be obviously as many of you from a certain generation will understand that as we will rock you. Was the name of the live video that came out for that, and I love that man, love that yeah. show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think look forward to discussing this one. Um, uh, yeah, great show. So sneak preview, we're going to love this one. So it's uh, <laughs> tease it some of these tracks, and then uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Mm-hmm.